everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk. And I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's Bible study. Um, I hope you're doing well and you are being blessed. Um, today we're going to do a very simple study that I think um, will really bless you. We're going to talk about a couple of things in terms of, you know, continually growing and discovering our gifts. As you know, we come together to read in the word of God so that we can practically apply it and then also so that we can um, discover the purpose of our lives and really sort of be a little bit more cognizant of what's going on. Obviously, you won't know everything from beginning to end, but you can have a really good foundation um, because I think that's really important. So um, our text, our anchor text today is actually going to be pretty short, but um, I think it's very familiar and you all know it. And so we're going to read in 1 Peter, and that's going to be uh, in chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 8 to 10. So once again, that's going to be 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8 to actually 11. Let's go ahead and read to 11. So it's 1 Peter verse 4. Uh, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. So that's our anchor text. And it says, Above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God gives, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. So, um, like I said, it was a very short uh, set of verses, but I think there's key instruction in here for us. And sometimes when we read this, we kind of overlook what he's essentially saying. And I want to break this down because, you know, the reason we are breaking it down is because we understand that we're more than just believers. We're more, more than just in this world trying to get things for ourselves. You know, we're not just calling upon our sky daddy for goodies and, you know, our magical sky Santa. We're actually doing things. Um, we're part of a larger narrative. And that's what I actually want you to remember is that you're part of a larger narrative. And so a lot of the things that you're praying for, hoping for, or that you're even doing in your life should be working toward that larger purpose. So God wants you to administer the gift he has given you according to how he has given it to you and in the quantity you have. This is why it's really important to understand what God is doing when it comes to your life in terms of your giftings, in terms of your purpose, it's so that you can be more intentional and understand what it is you're even doing. Like, what do you do? What do you administer? Um, we did a couple of um, Bible studies, maybe some a month or so ago about purpose. And I hope you have a chance to read it, uh, to look at some of them. I'll try to link them in the caption. And part of it was understanding what it is that you bring to an environment, what it is that you do naturally, sometimes not even intentionally. This helps you understand your purpose. It helps you understand what it is that God wants you to do. And so if God wants us to administer a gift, 
whatever gift that may be, it's important for us to know that he has a way that he wants us to do it. And he has given us a quantity. That means a certain amount we can do. And so all gifts are to be administered as a gift of Christ to be served to each other. So if you think about it, you know, God gives us gifts, but not for us to hoard and hold on to. You know, I recently went to um, a service one time, I think it was last week, and the pastor was talking about how that the uh, children of Israel were led out of the um, promised land and that God had given them all of the spoils and gold and jewels so that they could build the temple so that they could build you know uh, the tabernacle because everybody gave a piece of gold and so forth uh, toward its building you know the ark of the covenant and so forth so God gives us gifts so that we can serve him and so that we can serve each other. So I think that's really key to remember. Um, And that's just one thing that stuck out to me. And I thought, wow, that's a great um, example of that. Um, And so many people think a gift is a thing or something that you can buy. But let me tell you, there are gifts of mercy, fellowship, comfort, and gentleness that people around you need. The Lord wants you to answer the call of the gift that is calling for you. And I think that's something that we forget. The gift is calling for you. And I know, I don't know, how am I able to say this? You know, if you build it, they will come. No, your gift literally calls for you. And I know this sounds kind of interesting, but if you think about it, John the Baptist, no, let me use Jesus. Jesus had so many gifts. And the gift always called for him people came to him for what they needed you know there's this scary movie (laughs) there's this scary movie that i used to watch when i was younger and it was about this guy who who could see the undead or something he could see dead people i can't even remember what the name of it was and he'd say i see dead people and the whole premise of it was the fact that you know They were coming to him because he had something that they needed. And I think that's something we forget. A lot of times, the very thing, you know, they often say the very thing that, you know, upsets you or moves you is the thing that you need to take care of or that you need to offer a solution to. And sometimes your calling is that way or your gift, whatever gift God has given you. People often come and draw off of that. Do you remember when Jesus was walking and the woman came and she touched him and she said, I believe that if I touch him, I will be healed. He had healing in him. And so she came for that, just like all of the other people that were pressing. So that's something to remember is that the Lord wants you to answer the call of the gift that is calling for you. And I think you know what that means. One of the major setbacks that really stops believers from acting within their gifting is thinking their gift is not enough or as it's not as good as someone else's. And this really breaks my heart because they fail to act in that gifting and they deprive the world of God-given grace simply because they are not like others that they have seen in ministry. And I don't want you to think that ministry is what you see uh, on TV or what you even see in your church. I really want you to clean the slate and think of ministry as offering something that someone needs, that someone is calling or asking for, even if that is something that you cannot truly define by saying, oh, 
you know, this is, they need marriage ministry or they need, you know, a family ministry or, you know, they need to work through this. You might not have a name for it, but believe me, there's a gift for it. And I know that sounds kind of funny. It's more, it's kind of like what I just said. You have to answer the call of the gift that's calling for you. So I don't want you to look at other people and what they're doing and assume that's something you should be doing or that's how you need to do it. And I'll give you an example. And I, this really blew my mind one time. I'll never forget. This was years ago and I was in some kind of prayer circle or prayer meeting. And um, I'll never forget, you know, um, we were all taking turns praying for each other. And after one person finished praying, there was a man that was next in line to pray. And he said, he said, geez, I don't, wow, you prayed so good. I don't think I can come up with that. I don't think I can do better than that. And he was honestly really uncomfortable. And that statement really struck me as the oddest thing because I was thinking to myself, did God promise to hear us for eloquence? No, he said, ask. He said, pray. You know, God wants us to give what we have. He wanted us to pray in concert, you know, because what we have is what he has given us to give. And so by thinking that somebody else's prayer was more eloquent, was more beautiful, that man was robbing us of his prayer because he's matching the eloquence of someone else with a petition to God. And we don't want to do that. And whatever you do, including charity and love, let us do it for the glory of God, as it says in verse 11 uh, in First Peter chapter 4. Remember, we're doing it for the glory of God. So you don't have to worry about whether your prayer is eloquent or not. You're talking to God. Obviously, you, let me put it this way. Let's suppose you have a speech impediment. Then God knew you would have that. And he knew you would stutter through the entire prayer and that was still okay with him. Think about that. I just wrap your mind around that. Whatever your issue may be, whatever you think is holding you back, if God wants you to do something, obviously he knew that would be fine. It would be fine for you to have that. So whatever you do, do it for God. And if you're doing it for God, you won't be focused on the issues or the problems that you have. You know, and that's really what's important because you have to remember that your sufficiency is in God. If you're focused on doing it for God and have faith that your sufficiency is in yourself, then it's going to be a problem. So you want to have your sufficiency in Christ. Then it will not matter whether your gift is eloquent or even beautiful. And I want to encourage you wherever you are right now. I know you may think, well, you know, I'm just a housewife or I'm just a, a, you know, a working guy. You know, I'm a janitor. um, I'm an auto mechanic, whatever. I want you to remember your gift is valuable, whatever it is, and you have the ability to administer it wherever you are. I want to encourage you to give ugly. I know that doesn't sound nice, but I want you to give ugly. I want you to love awkward. I want you to be comfortable with fumbling words. I want you to feed with whatever scraps you have in your kitchen. I want you to give whatever pieces or whatever you have. You know, do you have a hug? Do you have a kiss? Do you have some shy loyalty to give? Or maybe some loud friendship? 
or an unexpected kindness, these things are important and they may be a part of your gift. Just because it's imperfect to you doesn't mean that it isn't perfect for God's purpose. Remember that. Just because it's imperfect for you doesn't mean it's not perfect for God's purpose. So do it. Do it ineloquent. Do it awkward. Do it shy. Do it imperfectly. Do it stuttering like Moses. Do it afraid like Gideon. Do it least favored like David. Do it blind like Samson. Do it past age like Abraham. Just bring glory to God. The widow had only a small cake to offer Elijah. The little boy, he only had a small lunch of bread and fish to offer Jesus. And the widow at the temple could only give one penny, but they acted anyway, because they did not put faith in the thing they had, but the one who gave it to them. And that's what I want you to do. Whatever you have, no matter how small or insignificant it is, remember it's not about the thing, it's about the one who gave it to you. He's the one that multiplies, and he's the one that makes it have impact. Um, I want you to remember, God isn't going to be looking at, you know, some of the things that we look at. He's looking at something much deeper that we can't even see as human beings. So I want to encourage you also, as it says in that very same scripture, it encourages us to hospitality, and that's in 1 Peter uh, chapter 4. It tells us to be hospitable to our brothers and sisters in Christ, that we have to find a way, any way. And I want you to remember hospitality is not always food and a chair. Sometimes it's a listening ear. Sometimes it is a chair. Maybe it's a chair near the fire away from the chaos in someone's home. Or maybe it's spending time with them at their favorite food spot. The Bible says, and I want to read this to you, it's in Matthew chapter 5, verse 41 to 42, it says, And whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Give to him that asks you, and from him that would borrow of thee, turn not thou away. So this is a hard lesson. Let's just be honest about that, especially if you come from one of those go-go-go societies like I do. It's a struggle if you are a self-directed person who typically knows what it is that you want to do in a day or a week. But God is teaching us about interpersonal patience and love. I'm speaking as much to myself as anyone. It is always a marvel to me, and I'm just going to say this, when I travel to different places where people will stop their entire day to spend hours with me to help me to find something or to solve a problem. You know, there's a quote that says, everyone you meet is fighting a tough battle, so be kind. And this is true. We know the battle we fight as soldiers for Christ in his royal priesthood according to 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. So hospitality is important as well as administering your gift. You never know what your gift giving could do. Be kind, no matter who they are. A little woman you meet might be a general in God's army. An old man might be a navy sergeant and a young man might be a security specialist in God's forces. Be kind because you don't know the mission that they're running for the Lord. They may not know or understand entirely the mission they are running themselves. 
So while being generous with time might be easy for some, it might be more difficult to let love cover a multitude of sins. And that's what the verse says in our anchor text, to let love cover a multitude of sins. Remember, God's love covers a multitude of sins according to 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 8. It says, so keep it says, so I want you to keep loving. Don't let offense kill the love in your heart. The most valuable thing that we stand to lose is an elastic heart or as Christ put it, a heart of flesh in the New Testament. However, this very same concept about a fleshy heart this very same concept is repeated in the book of wisdom in proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 which says to guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life love comes with a grace and a mercy that's so powerful that an almighty pure and sinless god had to come down to his earth and stoop down to save us love always finds a way That's some pretty powerful stuff. And so if love is this powerful, imagine what it can do in your life and in your relationships and in your everyday business. These are gifts from God and they never run out. So give them away. When you meet tough circumstances, seek out the believers who have the gifts you need to strengthen your love, your faith, your hospitality, Seek out the scriptures to strengthen your faith. That is why you should never worry about being good enough or doing things like someone else. A drowning man is not picky about who saves him, so don't hesitate. Let God show you the beauty in your loud voice, your awkward moments, your intense personality, or whatever comes with the ministry of your gift. Whatever comes with with being you, God can and will use it if you will commit to act for his glory. Remember, we do all things for his glory. Use the gift he has given to you. It may not seem like much to you, but in God's hands, it can part red seas, it can open closed doors, and it can do things you could never imagine or do on your own. I want to encourage you to go imperfect. Do it imperfectly. Yes, I know you don't do this. You don't know how to do that. You're not good at this. You don't have enough of that. You're too this. The truth is, that's all we can all do. Just do it imperfect because nobody is perfect but God. Let God bring the rest and the blessed part of it. So I want to encourage you to continue to act on behalf of God in doing his will and administering his gift as we read in our anchor text. And remember, your gift is just as important as anyone else's. And you administering that gift is just as important as any other big preacher, teacher, evangelist, or whatever. I'm not sure what your gift will entail. It may not entail any type of preaching whatsoever. It might mean just holding someone in your arms or giving a child a kiss or giving a warm word to someone. These are important gifts too, and they're part of the ministry as well. Be encouraged to know that whatever gift you have, it's powerful in the hands of God. And we are not sufficient in ourselves, it is Christ. The Bible says, and ye are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. 
So never feel like what you have to offer isn't enough. It always is, especially and most importantly, when God is in it. Remember, little is much when God is in it. So I pray you're well. I pray that God blesses you. And if you've been blessed by this message, I want to encourage you to leave a message here at Anchor FM. Or you can support me here by clicking the donor support button. You can also join my Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash Winston, And you'll get content that you can not reach anywhere else on the web. And if you'd like to give monthly or even one time, you can also support me at PayPal. And that's paypal.me forward slash L-E-L-A-W-I-N-S-T-O-N. And I pray you're well. God bless you. Bye.